Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Lights it! The crowd goes up and the Newcastle Knights, they have stolen a victory. Oh, what about that for a shot? And it's on. Back to Sutton. Sutton! Sutton! He scores! This is the Weekly Wads, Legends. I hope you're well wherever you are and whatever you're doing. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're a regular, welcome back, champions. It's the fastest, hottest rugby league podcast out there. We squeeze 31 years of interviews and contacts and friendships into under an hour of footy erotica in your ears. It's unfiltered. The best of the best in the game, past and present. Drop in weekly for a chat. Nine superstars on this week's edition. Let's start with a couple of the Origin lads. Enjoy. Now that my man Brad Takarangi has left the Eels, there is a position available. Who is the Eels' most annoying person? It was Tackers. It must be someone else. Junior Paulo, you're big enough to speak your mind and handle your teammates. Who's taken over the position of most annoying and why? Um, yeah. Oh. Um, Gutho. Gutho. <laughs> um, the king. Yeah, everyone just knows how he is. He's full of energy, but yeah. sometimes it could be a bit too much energy. <laughs> I thought you were thinking about Reed Marnie there because anyone else I interview at Parramatta say, oh, he's just such a pest. Actually, yeah. You've actually just brought that up. I'll I'll take that one back from Gutho, and sorry about the disrespect, Gutho, but um, (laughs) the little mate Reed, he he definitely is. I I forgot about him because he's been out injured, so he hasn't been annoying anyone. So uh, he's just back in rehab at the moment, so he trains by himself, and that's probably the best thing for him and for us as a team, where he's not annoying anyone. (laughs) Mate, it's amazing in in a club setup, the group needs so many different characteristics and characters of people. You need a couple of serious blokes, you need a couple of clowns, you need a couple of good trainers, bad trainers. And it all just mixes nicely into one group, doesn't it? Yeah, I think Parramatta is a prime example of that. Um, you know, just having all the characters you could think of under the sun. Uh, we've got, you know, Tommy Opacek, who's probably the mo- more serious kind, yep. who, who, who tends to not show any emotions. And then you go down right to the other side of the spectrum where you have Reed, who's the biggest pest. Um, Gutho just brings the energy all the time. And then you've got the, you've got Mitchell, who brings a sort of you know that confident, arrogant yeah. halfback as they normally their their cheekiness that they normally do.
When a dream turns to a nightmare, our guest was selected and played for the Maroons in Game 1 of last year's State of Origin series before suffering a horrible foot injury that ruled him out for the remainder of the series. AJ Brimson, that there is the highs and lows of sport all in one paragraph, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess you could say that. It was, uh, like you said, a dream come true. Uh, got the got the call up to go into camp and then the call up in camp that I was going to play game one and honestly for me it was the dream debut we got the win yeah. uh, I, I got a try it was honestly I just remember in the sheds I was the happiest ever but um, my foot was a bit sore after the game but I was hoping I was praying it was only two to two maybe one to two week injury that yeah. I could get away with I knew straight away I wasn't going to be able to be able to play game two I was yep. just hoping for game three just because I couldn't walk on it Um but I was hoping it was just a bit of a bang and a mad swelling and it will settle down after a week. But scans showed otherwise. Um, ended up doing the Liz Frank injury and got surgery uh, the Monday of the game three. So um, I had to leave camp. But like you said, it, was, it wasn't ideal. But um, I'm just still grateful I got to play and get the win on debut. 100%, mate. No matter what happens in the future, you are a Queensland Maroon. Was the try <laughs> the highlight or is there something else that stands out from from that game? Honestly, just that last set in defence uh, always yep. kind of plays, you know, you're, you're kind of thinking, frick, we're going to win here. And then they get a whole set and there's about a minute to go. It was just one of those fairy tale endings for them, you know, like they get their set and they play. And, um, yeah, I just remember that last play where heaps of the boys, the boys piled on. And I knew we were very, very stripped if they got that last play and um, kind of had one eye on the ruck and one eye on the ref. And as soon as I see him blow that whistle, it was just, I went straight up to Phil Sammy and just kind of gave him a fat hug and was just like, can you believe this? And um, nah, yeah, it was, it was pretty hectic. That is awesome. Love the insight. Love the chat, mate. Want to know what's coming up on the podcast? Well, stalk us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at TheAndyRaymond. Share the love and share the posts. Griffin Air Conditioning, the best of the best, servicing the Sydney metro area for both domestic and commercial air conditioning installations and maintenance. They've got it all. And Galaxy Finance, for all your financial needs, concerns or questions. If you've got a worry, any issues or just need some clarity, call them now. Both companies are offering specials for unfiltered listeners. Contact them. Tell them you heard about them on Unfiltered. They'll sort you. They'll look after you 100%. Their contact details are on our website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Check them out there with direct links. They're the best at what they do, and they're here to look after unfiltered listeners. Rugby League offers some wonderful scripts and stories, but not always do they go to plan. But when it does, it's magical. This is very much the shithouse to the penthouse story. In 1993, our guest won the Dally M Fullback of the Year Award and was one of the genuine rising superstars in the game. For whatever reason, in 95, just two years later, he was dropped from first grade. He changed clubs midway through the season and then went on to score the final try in the winning Bulldogs grand final effort. Rod Silver, as we sit back and look now, what an amazing year 95 was for you. 
It was for so many reasons, Andy, and, and probably the, the couple that you just mentioned there, but uh, probably more importantly than that, we had our first girl uh, in 1995. So besides the on-field success, uh, it was a big year because we had our first child, Marley. Gee, you're throwing a few things into 12 months, <laughs> a, a, cha- a change of club, your first born, and, uh, and getting up in the middle of the night, changing nappies. Yeah, I, I didn't have to do that much because my wife was great. Uh, but um, especially when it came to football, so we were, you know, a pretty good team. So I didn't have to do that much, especially when it was the rugby league season. But after the rugby league season, yeah, my workload increased. You were dropped from first grade by Phil Gould in 1995 at the Roosters. Uh, at the time, you didn't sulk, you didn't whinge. You got on with life. You're obviously nervous. You had now a, a young family. Was Gus right in putting you in reserve grade at the time, do you think, or was it just one of those occasions where two personalities clash and the best result is probably each going their own way? Yeah, that's a hard question to answer, Andy. Um, at the time, as a young man and, and a bloke who wanted to stay and be a one club player. Uh, it was hard to accept. Yeah, um, I played the first. I actually played the first two first grade games, and we didn't start well. We we lost both of them. But as a first grade player and as a football player, you know if you deserve to be dropped. Yes. Um, and, and in my opinion, I didn't, but um, I did, and I think I was the only one. So two two losses, and he, he drops the fullback. So I don't understand that, but that's the way it went. The next four games, I sat on the bench. And it wasn't until later because of the it was the time of the Super League ARL war and I'd signed with Super League. Yep. Uh, that's the way our manager, my, me and my manager thought was best for me. And unfortunately, the Roosters were one of the NRL aligned clubs. So um, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but um, yeah, first two games in first grade, next four, sitting on the bench. And it wasn't until later that I spoke to a, a player who is a pretty well-informed uh, man and um, a good mate of mine when he was there um, told me that I was apparently never to get a run again because I'd signed with Super League. So I, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what he told me. And for the better, um, I moved on and was lucky enough to get an opportunity at the Dogs. And um, yeah, we had a great year and I came into a great team. And yeah, um, we were lucky to stand at the end of the season with the trophy. I don't know if there was too much luck about it. That was a wonderful 95 side because what happened next, honestly, Rod, it is the stuff dreams are made of. You leave one club, you join and are welcomed at a new club and you go on to win the grand final against Manly. What do you recall of the 95 GF? I know it was quick. I know it was a uh, pretty exciting week. Yeah. Um, we had a lot on. I remember we signed a lot of stuff. Um, but the fans were really excited everywhere you went in the streets of, you know, Belmore. The fans were pulling you up. Everyone wanted to have a conversation with you. Uh, we even at the training sessions we were getting big crowds. Yeah, and, and the, the perfect scenario for us was <clears throat> because of where we uh, come from in the semi-final series, a lot of expectation was on the other team. Yeah. The, the Seagulls, so we we had all the you know stars aligned. And, um, we just had to worry about our game and um, like worry about the pressure. 
Wonderful memories, wonderful career. Thanks for dropping in, Legend. We will chat again soon. Thanks, mate. Favourite dish? A giant palmy. Can't be beaten. So much so that next week, I reckon I'm going to start getting tips and reviews on best palmies around from both the players and from you guys, the listeners as well. If you've got a palmy that stands out, email us and give us the review. Email us at mailbox at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Question, what's the greatest sound in the world? But what's better than cracking a coldie? Cracking half a dozen. This is Six Pack of Superstars revealing our top six. We just love us a six pack and this half dozen is a different one. See, we've gone to one of the NRL's naughty kids, so I figured we'd go with that theme. Kenny Edwards has dropped in all the way from the UK. Mate, if we are going out and misbehaving with six NRL players, who are the naughty six you'd choose to take out with you and why? Oh, man. Um, I, I was, yeah, I was thinking about it and I couldn't come up with, I couldn't come up with like, you know, naughty players like me because there's, you know, there's not much, there's not many blokes out there like me that are, you know, you got a it. bit naughty. But what I've come up with was, uh, I've come up with uh, a couple of blokes that I've played with. Um, Greg Bird, he'll be my team captain. Yeah. Uh, he'd be, he'd be leading us around. Um, I've come up with another one would be Corey Norman. Yes. Another one of my old teammates would be uh, Corey Norman. And then, uh, Another two that I'd love to, like I think everyone in Australia would love to get on, you know, go 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 on a weekend with is Andrew and Maddie Johns, mate. That'll be that'll be outstanding. So um, I'll go with those two, and then I'll go with the last two. I'll go with you know the the, the heroes, uh, the grand final heroes who love a love a good time, and uh, Cameron Munster and Brandon Smith. That is. Not just a super six, that is a sensational six that would turn any city in the world upside down. Oh, mate, mate, that's oh, we wouldn't, we would, we wouldn't get out of a city alive. Um, I don't think you're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry, that's with an I, at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. If you'd like to be part of the Unfiltered team, get in touch. Go to the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Hit the sponsorship tab. We've got several different levels of sponsorship that cater to all business levels and budgets. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you and have you as part of our team. Plenty of re-signings this week, including this son of a gun, Broncos' Kobe Hetherington. Oh, mate, it, honestly, it means everything. Hey? Ever since um, they invited me along for my first um, emerging thing when I was a young fella, all I wanted to do was be a Bronco, and, um, and all I wanted to do was put the jersey on. And, and uh, now that I've got the opportunity, I, I don't want to lose it. And, um, and yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to ever leave, really. I, I love this club, so it means everything. When your dad obviously... Um did quite well as a bulldog, man. You never wanted to be a bulldog at any point. Oh, when I was a young fellow, my old boy, if I ever went for another side, he'd get up me. But um, 
but no, I, I, I love Broncos. It's, it's close to home too, so um, no, I love it here. You are a, a hooker. You play in lock as well, mate. Um, but I think when you first started um, training with the squad, you were at least labelled as a hooker. Um, is it lock or hooker you prefer? Mate, to be honest, as, as long as I'm playing first grade, I don't, I don't really mind. But, um, yeah, I really like the lock position at the moment. It's I feel like it's suiting me. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, and I'm, I feel like I'm slowly developing into a lock. Um, but, yeah. Okay, who were those other teams you were backing for as a kid? <laughs> no, well, when I was a young fella, yeah, obviously well, my old boy made me go for the doggies, but I uh, slowly faded out. As soon as uh, Broncos started showing a bit of interest in me, I, all I want to do is become a Bronco, and, and yeah, I'm a Bronco now, so... We're selling truckers' hats too. The unfiltered Series 1 hats are available now. Cheap as two and look a million bucks. Go to our website to purchase, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. This is the Weekly Watch on Andy Raymond Unfiltered and it's feature interview time. For this week's feature interview, we're going with a man that Damien Cook labelled angry. Cody Walker, is Cookie right? Are you the angry one in the team? Yeah, I think so. Um, I tend to try and um, I suppose I'm more angry in, in training because it's um, – I suppose you sort of want to get it perfect. Yeah. Um, sort of understanding games that things sort of happen and, um, yeah, but I'm probably the, <laughs> the animated one and I suppose um, – Renault's the man for the job when he's, um, you know, with his captaincy that he sort of calms the group down and he sort of calms me down, which, down, is, you know, which is great. Damien also said Renault, Adam Reynolds, for those of you that haven't figured it out, is the Suki one. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, 131 games in the NRL. You're a late starter. How have you changed as a player? Um, probably a bit more mature as, as the years go on. Um, Probably not known for uh, my game management at the start of my career. It was all um, it was all around attack and um, you know just playing off the cuff type thing. Um, I probably still do that to to a certain extent, but I suppose there's more um, game management and you know knowing when to um, do certain things. It's it's yeah. I suppose you sort of get that sort of stuff with the experience that you you get and playing in uh, you know a lot of games now that. You know, I've been in the NRL, but also having a combination of, of guys around me that uh, we've been together for a number of years now, so it's um sort of becomes normal, I suppose. Let's wind the clock back to debut game. What do you remember of it? It was 2016. I think it might have been the 6th of March. We played the Roosters at, at SFS. Um, it was the same game as Latrell Mitchell debuted, so wow. crazy to... Crazy to I suppose, think about the, the two different storylines of that game, uh, one being an 18-year-old kid, superstar of the game, um, and one being 26. And, you know, it's crazy how we've, um, you know, the, how the, I suppose, the, the story's read that yeah. we're back, we're playing in the same side now and we've built up a great combination, um, a great friendship. And I suppose uh, that's probably helped our, our combination on the field. We 
we spend a lot of time together. I've got a lot of time for him and his family. Uh, lives around the road from me, so I suppose it makes that connection um, that much sweeter on the field. The mighty Casino Cougars. What are your first memories of footy there, buddy? I moved to Casino when I was eight. Uh, I suppose the, the earliest memory of, of those sort of years was I remember talking to different people from different towns. They used to hate coming to Casino because we had this, I suppose we had this, um, I don't know, the, the lines they used to, to mark out the footy field was, it was made of tar. It was pretty much tar, like it was oh. rocks. So people used to hate coming to the fields because of, you know, they'd get cut up and yeah. it was a hard type of ground. So um, that was one part of the memory of, of my, my childhood in Casino. But the other part was, you know, some of the, my fondest memories were there playing, you know, for Casino Cougars, um, played with a lot of my cousins, played with a lot of my family and and friends from, from the town. Um, it was just a great club to be a part of at, at a young age, um, you know, following in the footsteps of my older brothers, or three older brothers. Um, most of my weekends, if if it wasn't footy on the weekends, we'd be down the footy field anyway with a footy. Uh, you know, at the pool, we'd... And even if it wasn't playing with a football, we'd be playing with a, a Coke bottle or yeah. or a shoe or, you know, whatever it may have been. I remember going to the pool on, you know, different occasions. They had a volleyball court at the back with sand and we'd go play in the sand at the back. And if you got too many numbers, we'd shift it over to the to the um, to the grass next to it. Um, you know, there would have been 20 or 30 players spend all day at the pool and you'd walk home and you'd be buggered. <laughs> you mentioned your brothers. Um, here's one for the trivia fans. One of your older brothers, Ryan, played for Penrith. Your cousin, Shannon, played for the Titans, right? Yeah, um, probably Shannon and a few other players from Ocogle, um probably started the the transition of moving to the Gold Coast. Um, they moved to, to go to Palm Beach, Corumban. Yep. Um, at the time, and that's probably what um, inspired me to go there because they, you know, they were they were from you know similar areas from where I'm from. And there was a, a a group of us that sort of went up together. I went up after they'd finished playing footy, but I suppose you follow in their footsteps when they've, you know, when their careers sort of um, taken off. I think Shannon played NRL by that stage uh, when I moved up. Um, so I suppose that was the reason why we went to went to Palm Beach. Um, yeah, Ryan was a huge influence on my career. He didn't start till late as well. Um, the stuff that he learnt throughout his years um, playing reserve grade and moving around the town sort of um, put me in good stead yeah. um, for me to follow my career. Uh, I remember living with him in 2011. Um, I was playing for Windsor, which is a feeder club for Penrith Panthers that year. And, um, I was living with him, and um, pretty much I was on the I was on Centrelink, and and Penrith gave me the option to sort of um, just come in whenever I you know had a day off and and train and um, you know get some experience training with some first grade players, and I just thought it was a great opportunity to you know to just go in there and just be around some players that and, and learn off some some guys that um, you know, played in NRL for a long time, uh, but also. Learn off my brother, who at that stage was, you know, he was so um, professional in the way he approached training games um, that I didn't really, I didn't really think about that sort of stuff leading into games. I just sort of got out there and played. Um, but uh, 
to give you an example, he used to write down everything that he put in his body. Wow. Literally had a journal, um, writing everything down, and he he was so particular in what he had to eat and what he you know he had to stretch at a certain time. Like just his prep for games was just um, yeah out of this world. And I, I suppose that's um, I'm not that bad, and I, I don't um, look at it <laughs> you know that bad. But I suppose it sort of um, taught me a bit of a lesson of yeah. you know looking after your body and doing things that you know. That will get you ready for the game. That is a great insight, mate. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for dropping in, Legend. We'll chat again soon. All good. Thanks, mate. Next week on the Legend Series, the great man, one of the hardest to ever play the game, David Cement Gillespie. And he joins us now. They say, once a bulldog, always a bulldog, mate. What do we make of this current side? Tough times, isn't it? Uh, well, Andy, it is tough times, mate. They're, um, you know, I'm not saying they're not, not going out and having a go. You, you go out and have a go. Um, but to me, mate, they kind of look beaten before they go out. You know, mm. they get a tr- couple of tries put on them and, you know, lose a bit of, you know, confidence is a big thing in the game. Um, they haven't got any of that at the moment. Or if they have, it's only a small amount at the yeah. moment. And they, they can lose it pretty quick and, um you know their body language. You know they get a couple of tries scored on them, and and um, the, the you know the, the the walls cave in for them. But um, I'm not saying they're not going out and having a go, but they are. You know, you, 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 but things are not just you know panning out for them. Obviously, that's the understatement there. You know they're in a bit of a rut at the moment, um, but hopefully, you know they, they're getting a few more players next year. You can write this season off. Um, yeah. So we may as well chuck a few young fellas in there and give them a go because. Um, this year's written off, but next year they've got some, you know, some pretty classy players or a couple of classy players and coming to the side, they need a bit more than class, mate. They need a couple of tough tough boys up front too. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, they can start building, you know, building to where they want to want to get and get into the semis. Speaking of tough guys up front, you're not a chance of a comeback, are you? No, no chance, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> last year I might have, this year, mate. <laughs> It's it's always good, Andy. You know when you're an ex-player sitting back, and I don't like bagging players. You know, um, it's not my cup of tea. I didn't like getting bagged when I was playing. I'm sure they don't like getting bagged now. You know, and it's it's hard when you when you you know you, like they're playing. Um, you know, they get they're getting beaten and sitting down the bottom of the the table. No one, as a supporter and as a fan, um, and I, and I, and, a, and as a great uh, supporter of Trent Barrett. You know, I, I yeah. like Trent. I want, to, I want to see him do well there, mate. So it's hard to watch and it's hard to, to, to see, but hopefully there's some light around the corner, mate. The Legends series, I love it. I hope you do too. You know, at any time you can go back and listen to a Legends series interview. Actually, you can go back and listen to any of our podcasts. All of them are timeless, so it doesn't matter when you listen to them. Even though you may not have heard them when they first came out, they're timeless. They don't date. They'll make perfect sense. They're ready for you for when you're ready. Let's rewind back to Episode 7, the great Josh Morris. 2014, you hurt your knee in origin. Queensland made a break. You got to your feet, chased, tackled, stopped it. Many suggest that defines you as a footballer, your heart, your commitment and your passion. You happy with that? Oh, yeah, I guess that's just that competitiveness as well and um also 
you know, I knew the situation that was at hand as well. I, you know, Brett had broken his shoulder earlier in the match. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I told him to stay on the field and push through it and we'll get through it together. And um, I could see that they were coming towards that side of the field and knew that, you know, he couldn't make that tackle if he had to. And uh, it was just about getting up off the deck and going and helping him out uh, more than anything. And um, then towards the end of the game, uh, yeah, he pulled off a, a try saver in the corner yep. using that shoulder. Uh, so, yeah, that was probably one of the toughest games of footy you know, I've been involved with. Um, there was a, a lot of hype being the 100th game. Um, Artie Beetson had just passed, so they were retiring his jersey. Um, and, you know, we were on, on the back of eight series defeats. And, um, you know, we'd spoke about doing whatever it took to, to get the win up there. Um, you yeah, know, there were blokes like Anthony Watmow played with a, a, a torn bicep and both got after that match got into the dressing rooms and collapsed. You know, that was how hard that game was and um, yeah, we did whatever it took to get that win and then the boys were able to go down and, to Sydney and, and get the job done and um, yeah, I'd like to think you know, me and Brett had a big hand in that. Always interesting finding out what game is a player's favourite. For some, it's an absolute no-brainer. North Queensland Cowboy Michael Morgan joins us. I'm going to hazard a guess and say the 2015 Grand Final. Am I right? Yes, you are. It's um funny, actually, because I don't remember too much of the game. I think it's just the aftermath of the game that um, I enjoyed so much, so it makes that game the best. A game that I remember more that I really enjoyed was 2017 Decider. Yep. Um, no, sorry, 20, 2015 decider it was. Okay. Um, yeah, that was my first Origin Series, and we I think we put 50 on New South Wales that night, whereas that's a game that I remember a lot more just because we were winning by so much, yep. whereas because the grand final was so close, I don't remember the game as much. Yeah, it all just happened so quick. But, yeah, after the game was awesome. What do you remember of those, let's say, final five or ten minutes of – of the grand final because you had a, a huge footprint in history that day. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, the main thing I remember is how bugged I was. Hey, I was genuinely fatigued and um, I don't remember a game where I've been that fatigued again or beforehand. So um, that's the main thing I remember. Um, obviously the end, I, when we got the ball back the last set, um, I was, yeah, I was blowing a fair bit then. Um, so I didn't, I think I only touched the ball, I think twice when Jimmy Tamo threw an offload and I just got rid of it straight away because I was buggered. Um, and then the last time I touched it was, um, yeah, when Jono threw it back to me as well. So, um, pretty frantic game. Yeah. I did a legend series interview with Matt Scott, who told me the story of the week leading into the grand final that you were playing on the right hand side and you asked him about, should I change my carry? Should I change which hand that I carry the ball in? And Matt was like, oh, no, nah, just do what you're doing. Well, you're lucky yeah. nothing changed, mate, because that ball to felt was a beauty. <laughs> I do remember that conversation too, actually. It was that week, yeah. Um, he said, don't change anything, mate. Not now. So I said, yeah, okay, you're right. Um, I don't know. I think it was just habit that I put into that. And I can't sort of – I don't feel comfortable holding it on my chest on my right side. Yep. For so long, I, I've always – I think because I had um, – shoulder problems when I was younger with my left shoulder. So I learned to carry it in the left hand so I didn't land on it and dislocate yep. my shoulder again. 
Um, so yeah, for some reason it felt more comfortable holding it in my right hand, but out in my hand. And um, it's funny how things worked out, hey? It certainly Lucky. is. Can you believe that that Kyle felt moment? Do you still look back and smile on that? Yeah, I do because every year a grand final rolls around now, it gets played. Yeah. Um, so it's not a yeah. It's, I don't mind seeing it every year. It's a nice little reminder. Um, but it's still yeah, it's still exciting. Yeah, when you see it, it's still you know you get that little tingly, happy feeling inside, and um, yeah, it still means a lot. 2015 Premiers, the North Queensland Cowboys and Michael Morgan, a huge role in that win. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, give us some love. Go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast. Then whack in a five-star rating and a review. As random and weird-ass as you like, Funniest Weekly Review wins an unfiltered trucker's hat. Yeah, bribery. Get to it, legends. And that's how easy it is to win. There's a winner every week. This week's winner is Aircon Aiden F. He wrote, I love the Wodge, but because Mum and Dad are old, they like the Legends series. Dad reckons he played with some of the guys you've interviewed. They listen to it together later in the night, always go to bed straight after. Mum likes your voice, Dad likes beer. I don't know what to say, but possibly the weirdest review ever. Yes, this was put on a podcast app review for the world to see. Thank you, Aircon Aiden F. You win the trucker's hat this week. That's how easy it is to win. Leave a review on whatever app you're listening on as soon as we finish up so you don't forget. And make it stand out. Make it loose. You might win next week. Out of here, legends. Have a cracking weekend and load up on Pikey in the last.